Well, 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 would you look at that. I have decided to spend my Friday morning talking to myself again. Today, we'll once again open with a story about me. Last week, shared the story of my birth, traumatizing. I left out the part where my sister dumped shredded cheese on my parents' bed because she was so upset at my existence. But it was probably a good thing because it was already very emotional. And so I'm glad that I waited to tell you until this week. Fast forward a few years. I'm now in first grade on the playground doing my thing. I am an extremely small child. This girl named Scarlet, I believe, she always wore like red rain boots. Pause, time out. I'm pretty sure everyone has those people in your school who are like animals, right? We call them furries today and it's like a thing. But back then it was just like you had the weird girls and she was one of them and no judgment, but she took a bite out of my leg and I feel like it's allowed for me to harbor some sort of spite towards her for that because it hurt. Like I was just talking i don't even know if i was talking to her or if i had a choice in this matter at all but all of a sudden she is on all fours she is latched onto my leg and the rest is history i had to go to the nurse's office i i was bleeding luckily i didn't need stitches uh but yeah that is why the weird girls i I don't get it and I'm slightly, you know, mentally disturbed in that aspect. But other than that, you know, I think I've recovered fairly well from that incident. If nothing else, I would like to point out that this is scientific proof that I am a snack and have been since first grade. So take note. Next week, I will probably talk about either another story from elementary school because, you know, there's plenty or start in with the horrors of middle school. And so, you know, you don't want to miss that. Come back for it. Today, the song of the day is called Thus Always to Tyrants by The Oh Hellos. And as always, it'll be in the show notes underneath the episode. Uh, but it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty good song. It's got like the vibes. I don't know. It's like when you read a good fantasy book, those are the same vibes this song carries and it's worth a listen at the very least. If you don't like it, don't tell me that, you know, if you love it, tell me that it'll make me feel good. Other than that, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about today, aside from, you know, making you learn about me is zero hour classes. I don't know if everyone listening knows what a zero hour class is, but it's terrible. They basically went, you know, whenever you're supposed to start school, what if we just did it earlier and you don't have a choice? So I attend a school where they do not allow for religious release. So if I want to go to my seminary class, 
I have to go zero hour. And so for, for the first two years, at least, because now I'm full-time college classes and I kind of get to decide, but this semester, because of work, I also had to go to zero hour. So for three years of high school, I've had to go to a zero hour class and for half of eighth grade, because I was in marching band, I also had to go to a zero hour class. And the worst thing about zero hour classes is you never want to wake up. So you end up waking up like the bare minimum amount of time before you have to leave. So you never, never look good. There are people that come to zero hour and they look good. And I do not understand when they are sleeping because I will wake up. I will throw on clothes blindly in the dark and then I will go out the door, usually with a cup of hot chocolate because it's fetching cold outside. And so, yeah, I just, I don't think it is possible for like 90% of people to look good when they go zero hour. And I have way less motivation because I don't go straight from school now, from zero hour to school, because my classes are later in the day on like college block schedule. But like first year and probably some of second year, because my dad is also the teacher, I would have to wake up at 5.30 to go with him early because I couldn't drive. He was my ride there and he wanted to get there early to prep lessons. So I have to be to the zero hour class. It starts at 7 at 6.30. She meant waking up at 5.30 if I wanted to shower, which I usually did because, you know, I was a child who cared about what I looked like first year. And it doesn't get easier. They tell you, they will try and convince you that after you do it for like a week or a month, you'll just naturally start waking up early and it'll be easy. It's a lie. It never gets easier. You just want to die every single time your alarm goes off, no matter how long you've been doing it. Unless you are a morning person, in which case, I I hate you, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so that's it. That's my, my spiel on why zero hour classes should not be allowed. I'd way rather go to a class at like 11 to midnight, okay? Like dark zero hour because at least I can sleep in. Sleeping in is much better than going to bed early. You can't change my mind. The next thing I wanted to touch on was something that I've been getting into fairly recently, which is game development. And I hear you cry if you know anything about me that I have tried to get into game development like four times before and failed. But this week, uh, like the past two weeks for my Windows GUI class, which is just C sharp and making like Windows applications, but really bad ones because we don't really know what we're doing. We had to write a text, a console text adventure game, which if you can imagine a choose your own adventure book, but on a computer. And of course I was like, I'm better than everyone else. And I'm going to add a combat system to my text adventure game. It's like a ripoff of Pokemon and D and D combined together. And I have barely gotten anywhere with it because I've rewritten the combat system like four times. But while doing this, I was like, remember, when I tried to make games before, what if I did that again? And so for some background, probably about a year ago, I am in my intro to C++ class. 
uh, which is a programming language. And I was like, I'm learning how to program, which means I can make games now, right? Like, that's just how it works. So first of all, I was still terrible at coding in C++. I, I would say I'm better now. Uh, but not only that, I was like, let's figure out how to, instead of using something like Unity, I just want to code it because I'm that cool. And so I did some research and it turns out you can make graphics in C++ with a library called OpenGL. But the problem is OpenGL is like the lowest level possible. You have to specify what corners you want to draw and like specify weird coordinates on your application to draw them and then another 800 lines of code to connect them to each other. And then you have to tell the graphics card implicitly how to shade them and it's it's terrible, okay? Like I didn't even understand half the words I just said. And that was half the problem. So basically by following this super long tutorial that I was just copying code, I was not understanding it at all. I got a messed up cat pyramid. I will do my best to find that picture and link it in the show notes, but it was, it was basically like I tried to make a pyramid with a cat picture as the shader, except I messed it up. And so the cats were always like broken. I, it's so hard to explain. The pyramid was like inverted. And so you could see through it if you were looking at it from one angle and it was, it was bad. But also, I'm kind of proud of it because I think it's funny as heck. But anyways, fast forward because I, I gave up after that. Okay, I like got busy with stuff. I was like, this is not worth it. Game development is for losers. I don't want anything to do with it. But a, a few months later, I was like, oh, yeah, Unity is a thing. And supposedly, that's like minimal coding to make a game. And that's where I found out the hard way that if you want to make a game, you have to be good at art. Because everything other people see in your game is the stuff that looks good. And so me trying to draw the stuff to put in my game, it just, it looked like a horror movie of abstract art. And that was definitely discouraging. Uh, it was like about a lamp who could jump, but every every asset in the game was like really low quality art. And so... And not only that, but I was like, I watched like two videos of tutorials and I was like, oh, this is intuitive. I can figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. And mostly I was just like, I can't do the art. So why bother? I dropped that project. It's probably still somewhere on my computer. Uh, it's terrifying. Hopefully I never open it. But about a week ago now, I was, I was, I was just like looking up some game dev in C++ because I was like, there's got to be an easier way. I'd watch like a few YouTube videos as you do. And this guy was like coding a game from scratch in Java or something. And I was like, oh, what? I thought that was really hard to do, but it looks like he is barely trying. And so I looked it up. Turns out there's a library called SDL2, which is built on top of OpenGL, but they made it easier to use. And I found a great tutorial on it. So right now I'm working through that, making my own uh top down like 2d game uh so far i have made the screen blue and put a little person on it that can run really fast in one direction but it's progress okay but i've also just been like reading up on game development 
and stuff like that and it's super cool uh, games i i realize not everyone is into playing games but if you play the right game it just it there are feelings you feel from like reading books or watching movies and you can get those same feelings from games and sometimes even more so from games and so not only do i like i enjoy playing a lot of games they give you that feeling i'm trying to think of an example here uh i played a game called yume niki which is like it was a top-down exploring game but it was like really pixelated art and it was really out there like not a lot of people have heard of it i don't think and i thought that was a really fun game and it was just like playing it you felt you felt how the people making the game wanted you to feel and like and that's powerful and so i also want to be able to create games like that if that makes sense uh and i'm nowhere close to that but i'm hoping even if i just have to do it as like a hobby because i'm probably not getting enough to make money off of it i think that'd be fun and so that i've been talking about game development for a long time now and this episode kind of needs to be shorter uh because in like an hour from whenever i'm recording this i have to go on klondike for those of you who are like klondike is an ice cream bar yes but it's a very cold ice cream bar and so i guess i, I actually hold on i should look this up what is what does klondike mean does it have a meaning before i say something stupid klondike gold rush was a migration by an estimated 100,000 prospectors to the Klondike region of Yukon in northwestern Canada. Because I'm guessing there's gold there. Okay, so it sounds like Klondike is actually a, uh, you know, people going to Canada where it's cold. And so in freaking New Mexico, because we're kind of like on the closer to Colorado too, I think. So they're like, we're going to go dig snow caves and camp in the snow overnight. And I've been once before. Uh, I'll tell you, it was terrible. Uh, 12-year-old me was like, oh boy, I love camping. I love snow. What could go wrong? Everything could go wrong. I'm there in my like 20, 25 degree sleeping bag. Okay. It's not, it's, it's not terrible. You know, it'll keep you warm. I get there, me and this kid named Brock, we're like, we're going to dig a snow cave. And we're not even really digging a snow cave. They're like, it got canceled because there's so much snow, but some other people had gone up a day or two before and dug snow caves. So we're like, just making the snow caves better. And like, because there's no way we we're going to fit in them. So you had to like clear out more room. And, and Brock was like, you know, what would be great if we added a, a like sunroof to our snow cave. And I was like, you're right. That would be great until like 30 minutes later when i was like wait a minute the whole point of snow caves is that they they keep the hot air in there and now we have a hole in our roof um that's not good but it was too late and brock torno was like oh yeah i got my negative 20 degree sleeping bag and uh heated vest or whatever i'm gonna go sleep outside and i was so so he was he was good me on the other hand i was terrified for my life i was like first of all i do not do good in cold second of all my sleeping bag is not that great and now there is a hole in the roof of my snow cave so it is freezing i barely slept that night uh and so 
obviously this past month whenever they were like we are going to do it again uh because i've skipped like the past three for obvious reasons i was like i it's the weekend of my birthday because my birthday is tomorrow i i have no need to go to this they were like well what if everyone literally everyone in the quorum our group decides to guilt trip jerem into going and so i was like you're right i should go because i am the quorum uh president uh first counselor like basically the youth leader of our quorum she's like okay you know it would be pretty lame if i didn't go plus it'll probably be fun because i know how to dig a snow cave the right way and i'll dress warmer and everything and i'll get go sledding so i'm kind of excited but also i've been sick ish all of yesterday like my throat hurts pretty bad and this morning but i'm just gonna take some drugs with me and hope for the best uh, once again, if you guys want to contact me about anything, you can email contact at jerem.inc. It'll be in the description, like the show notes. Or you can send me a direct message through Instagram at jerem underscore gladden, J-A-R-O-M underscore gladden. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a public account, so you literally don't even have to follow me to send me a message. Oh, I have the hiccups now. But anyways, uh, hopefully I'll have more time and more interesting stuff to talk about next time. Uh, hopefully every week. Uh, and hopefully this one was better if you stay till the end because I kind of got more of an idea of what I want to talk about in these. Like last time I was just like, oh, what if I talk about the popular thing? And I kind of didn't even have fun doing that. And I don't think it was that interesting to listen to. Uh, so hopefully this was better just talking about like me and what I've been doing. And, uh, if that is, then it's just proof that I am more interesting than anything else. And you should drop a follow. Uh, oh, I almost forgot to mention, I have been paid by an anonymous source to, for a sponsorship. Uh, there is this great product and if you haven't heard of it, you are obviously, buried under a rock but it is croc heels a croc and a heel smashed together for the low low price of 625 dollars that is a steal in this economy and if nothing else you you are not only barely barely impacted by the economical cost but you also own croc heels and nobody can be more fashionable than you not even me which is saying something. I myself am currently uh, saving up for croc heels. Uh, I should be able to afford some within the next uh, decade. And other than that, I hope you guys have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend, a wonderful week, etc., etc. And I must leave now. Goodbye. <laughs>